When I was here before, I said I've been there for 27 years. I've now been there for 29 years. And by God's grace during that time, we took in 28 young men. Here are two of them that God allowed us to help raise. And most all of them were involved in ministry by choice. And so I've had this great benefit of having this wonderful family there and a lot of grandchildren. One day, one of my grandchildren asked me, Susu, that's Grandma, Grandma, are you white all over? <laughs> I told him yes, and he was very surprised. But when I think about that, I think it's more important to be saved all over. Sometimes we get one foot in the church, one foot in the world, and we don't realize that we need to have our whole selves involved in the Word of God. And so I've been in Kenya for 29 years. When I was here the last time, I mentioned that we can open a church for $400. And the class that's now the Daniels class took that seriously. And we got, um, they sent us uh, first $400. Now, we had a group of people, um, you'll see them on the video, they're called Cap Chai Church, that were meeting outdoors. And they were more than 100 people and they were sitting in the sun the whole church service and finally got a tarp to go over their head but when daniel's class you gave we were able to get a tin building put up for them the ministry at that time had been given a gift we bought a plot and there's a tin church there now and it's a very vibrant and growing church that's because you gave then you gave again and there was another group of more than 100 people in another area of Kenya. We've now gone to five different areas of Kenya. And they were begging and begging and begging. They were just having a prayer meeting. They were begging, begging, begging us to come there because um, a man from that area had come to our area. And so the guys went there to check it out. And they came back and they said, Mom, I'm mom to everybody. Most Kenyans don't even know I have the name of Lois. I'm just mom. And I get surprised sometimes I get home and people start calling me Lois because I wonder who that is. But anyway, mom, I wish you could see how those people pray. When they need help from God, they go out into the cornfield and get down on their knees and don't get up till they're sure God has heard their prayers. So they came back and said, Mom, really, we need to put a church there. So these guys went, the board, which you'll see here, these guys went, they took our constitution, our statement of faith, all our documents, sat down for three hours with the leadership there, which you'll also see in the video. When you see Bethlehem, that's the second church. Cap Chai is the first. Thank God for you who gave. They talked to the people. When they came out from that meeting, there were more than 100 people standing outside wanting a church. And we told them, you take our papers, you sit down, you talk to all these people. Make sure that we're on the right page. We have to make sure these people are really born again or that they get saved, that they know the gospel. They contacted us a little time later said, yes, we want a church. And because you gave, they were meeting on a plot that belonged to another lady. She asked them to get off the plot. At that time, you gave. 
and we were able to take care of that church with the money you gave so that they have a place to meet. And last night, I got this email from Sammy, who is the area coordinator of that area, and it says this. I forgot to tell you that the Bethlehem Church is doing great. They are asking when we'll come back. That's the board, all of us. Um, Kapchai Church at Bungoma is equally doing well. When you visit the people who helped us, tell them the progress of the two churches and may God bless and touch their hearts. So thank you from the pastors in Kenya for giving and helping us to open those two churches. Right now they're 28 and we're just gonna keep right on going. We've been asked to go to Uganda and Congo and we wanna see a Bible belt across Africa. So keep on praying, keep on supporting us. Thank you for what you've done so far. Let's see the video and then we'll talk some more after that. I wish there were no clocks, and I wish this was Kenya, because I could talk for four hours, but um, I think I might lose a few of you along the way. I wanted to repeat something that I said when I was here two years ago, um, because there might be people who weren't here before, and that's the fact that the public schools are open to us to go and share the gospel, and they ask us to come. And if we even had more people, we could reach out more than we do. And they have CRE, Christian Religious Education, in our schools. And so people already believe in God, and they already believe that Jesus was his son. And when we come in, we tell them, yes, but that gift of salvation is something you have to receive. And when we explain how to receive this gift, we have seen literally thousands saved. It's like, oh, that's a missing link. That makes sense. And as I said, we've literally seen thousands saved. Now, when I first went there, I was a bit of a doubting Thomas. Like, are all these people really getting saved? It just seemed unreal. And I also think of the Bible, and we're still to this day very careful about this, the Bible verse that talks about people who stand before the Lord and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. And I think as Christian leaders, we need to be very careful to make sh sure that people really understand the gospel and what they're doing when they receive the Lord. So then people would come back like, oh, our compound is so peaceful now because our dad doesn't drink anymore. He doesn't come home in the middle of the night and beat up my mom, and we're living in peace. It's like, yes, change. Salvation is change. And girls who said, my mom was a prostitute, and she doesn't do that anymore. So I knew then that when people's lives were really changing, that people were really getting saved. KEM is a great commission ministry. We believe in winning them, baptizing them, but teaching them to observe all things is a very big responsibility. So with that, we opened the Bible colleges. Um, we had seen problems in churches where they were mixing 
the traditional spiritualism with the Bible because they had not been taught the word of God well. So we've set up these um, colleges and Fitz is gonna tell us a little bit more about that. So we're here today partly just to say thank you for your giving. People wanna know sometimes about politics in Kenya. Um, yeah, we've, we've had a rough year, uh, a rough election, but things are very stable there now. It's one of the most stable countries in Africa, and we have the UN there, and so um, we do have some Al-Qaeda cell blocks in the country. When Hoy passed away, um, the businessman from the next town came over to visit me and, and say, Poli, sorry. Um, and the pastor told me from a very big church there, he'd been notified by the government that Al-Qaeda was, was planning to bomb 16 churches in our area, and we should take it seriously. And I was like, I went to bed that night, and I was like, wow. Wouldn't it be a feather in their cap to bomb a 1,000 people at a white American's funeral? But I wrote to America, and like it happens every time, when I call, email, and ask people to pray, I see instant change. I really see the power of prayer there, and you people who are back here who are praying for us, and it's so important to keep on praying for the missionaries. As it was, the police gave us an escort from four towns away, red and blue lights flashing, sirens blasting, and took us all the way to the college for the funeral, where there were 1,200 people and no bombs because God was there to protect us. So do keep on praying for the protection of the missionaries in this field and thank you for your prayers and thank you for your giving. Shadrach, you wanna come up and, oh yeah, you can do that, okay. Yes, I'm Shadrach from Kenya. Kenya Evangelical Ministry. Um, uh, I was here 10 years ago, but uh, it was not in this building. <laughs> so I came with the Lois and our late Reverend Osborne and also David, who is also late. So, um, but I'm very much thankful to be back here again after 10 years. By then we had only 13 churches back in Kenya. And as she, says, she said, we have 28 churches as we talk all over Kenya in five regions. And I know you might have a question why in a uh, in, uh, period of all these, all, having all these churches after 10 years, from 13 to 28, you wonder how we are growing fast. The reason why we are growing so fast is because, one, Kenya, we have a freedom of worship. We are free to go anywhere and preach the word of God, preach to people. So that's why we are growing. And by so doing that, because our ministries is stable and preaches the truth, the truth, word of God. That's why we are growing. So people have been coming to us, all over, asking us 
open churches uh, with our ministry, and then we have to sit down and uh, go through our our constitution and all what it takes, so that when they get in, they will know that they are in the right place. And by so doing that, you cannot open all these churches without pastors. So you have pastors and pastors who are called, not just pastors just because they want to be pastors. They have to be called to preach the word of God. And by so doing that, in all these 28 churches, we are pastors. Most of our churches have two pastors, and they are trained pastors. And we train our pastors. That's why we have a Bible college. And because having Bible college in one place without it will not work because our churches are spread all over our uh, country. And also, training a pastor is very expensive. And the men are from far. So we had uh, uh, to find a way of reaching these pastors so that they will have an easy way of uh, preaching the word and going to them to train them where they are. So we opened branches from our main Bible college. We opened two branches in our, in our different areas where we can reach all these pastors and train them to not occur expenses because most of them have families and uh, they, would, they were not able to afford traveling and all that at the same time they have families. So we open all these branches and uh, we send our, uh, our teachers to train them. After they are trained, then uh, they, 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 then after that they will be able to open churches and be uh, able to teach the truth word of God. So that's why we are, we are growing because we believe in the Bible and we preach the truth word of God. And uh, by so doing that, because all this one needs resources, needs money, and all the training, all that, <coughs> that's why as we are back here to thank you because you support our ministry to do all that. And because of that, that's why we are all, we are growing and our ministry is growing. At the same time, he heads all the schools. He would be talking about all that. And uh, we have also other vocational schools, which will talk all about that. So mine, I'm very much thankful to be back here after 10 years. And just to show you how far we have gone and what God is doing back in Kenya. I was surprised 10 years ago to see that even in here, public schools, you cannot teach CRE. It is sad to us. Having Kenya, having Kenya like we have freedom of worship and we can go even in our public school and preach. It is sad it's not happening here. So... Thank you so much for supporting us and uh, to have our ministry continue preaching back in Kenya. And we still continue preaching and we'll be spreading all over the Kenya so that we, we, we reach all the people. Thank you so much. Uh, we are going to sing a song in Swahili so that you know, you know how we feel when we are back in Kenya. And maybe... Akasha knows because she was there. <laughs> you can come and see if you want. Um, we forgot to ask a pianist or somebody to accompany us, so we're going to sing it. 
really Kenyan style today. And I heard the schools. Uh, uh, we have a Bible college where we teach various courses. We start with the basics of the Bible in lay class, which meets on Tuesday. And we have another program for the, uh, for the pastors called PPS, which is Preparatory Pastoral Studies. And we have certificate, diploma, and we have rolled out a program of undergraduate <laughs> where we are teaching people the Bible. Still, we have other vocational schools where you saw, as you saw, there is motor vehicle mechanic, motor vehicle electrician, uh, tailoring, dressmaking, fashion design, and a computer school to accommodate the needy uh, students or people who are there who are not called to maybe to be pastors, but they need a career. So we have accommodated that. And this is because of you. This is because of your giving. This is because of God. I thank you very much for giving to the Lord. We are here because you gave. So God bless you very much. And we appreciate every penny, every, uh, every fund you send to further the gospel in Kenya. We are going straight without wasting time to, to read our scripture reading in Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And then I'll be talking about returning to, uh, to our first love. Returning to our first love. And I'm going to read, I don't know the, the fashion you use, but I, 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 you'll pardon me if I use NIV and then we'll continue. Because what I believe is all scripture is God bread. You see, for, for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So I'm going to read. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in, he, in, his, in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested 
thought you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name, and I have and have not grown weary. Yet I hold feasts against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the heights from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have, but you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who was an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To, all, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. A young man, a young man was writing a, a love letter to, to the girlfriend. And this is the content of the letter of a young man writing to show how he loved the girlfriend. My dearest Susanna, I'm just writing to show how I really love you. From thine eyes, love's arrow glances, and your beauty surpasses the purest gold. Since first I saw your face, I resolved to honor and love you. You have made me what I am, and I am yours. You are the sunshine of Mount Kenya and the beauty of Mount Kilimanjaro. While others were searching my pockets, you searched my heart. In fact, Mount Everest would be just a mere hill if I knew you were lost on the other side. A thousand straws can't make me weary enough to reach you if I knew you were drowning thousand you were drowning down thousand in the ocean. I would withstand all the heat in Kalahari Desert if I knew you would be my oasis in the middle of the desert. I love you, babe. I can risk my life in the darkest jungle searching for you if I knew you were lost. I love you to the moon and back. Nothing can stop me from loving you, come rain, come sunshine. I cannot trade you for breaches and toad or for anything. You are my heartbeat and I miss you and love you very much. Tons of love, see you on Saturday if it doesn't rain. <laughs> Thoughts exactly, Smith. We may love, and as I talk about returning to the first love, we Christians are a lot of talk which comes from the empty heart. A lot of talk. You saw the young man, how he wrote and wrote and all that, and that was just creating that emotion, that love letter. But his ending saying, I'll see you on Saturday if it doesn't rain. And some of us, Christians are like that. We have lost it. We have lost the first love. Many a times we are given opportunity to, to, to share the word of God, 
even to show love to our neighbors. It is, uh, it is not about the church. It is not about here in the church. But how do you relate with people outside the church, your neighbors? Some of us, we are good on Sundays. When we are talking, we are very good. We are nice. But when we go outside there, we are not letting our light shine. When we lose our love for Christ, we lose our light of Christ. When we lose our love for Christ, we lose our light of Christ. We must have a passion for Christ because this church, the letter we wrote, we, we read, it was a wonderful church. It was a working church. It was suffering church. It was hard working church. But it suffered from love deficiency. This church was sound in doctrine, but deficient in love. The writing of this letter to the church starts with commendation. The writer commends them for what they did. And if you were a member of this church, at least after he commended them, you'll be clapping for yourself for what you have done. They were commended on their service. It was a serving church. If you read Revelation chapter 2, verse 2, I know your deeds, that is service. It was a sacrificing church. Hard work, I know you are hard work. And when we are serving people, when we are hard work, we need to be commended. Steadfast church, they are told they persevered. Everything did not go right, but some things were hard and they persevered. It was a separated church, cannot tolerate evil men. At all. I know I have this in favor of you. You cannot tolerate wicked men, Nicolaitans. They could not tolerate evil men, and it was suffering church. It endured the terms of persecution. And if it was your church, you say, that is the church I want myself to be. That was commendation. They were commended for the good work they did, for their sacrifice, for their steadfast, for their separation, for their suffering. All that they were commended. And I have said it started with commendation, and now we come to condemnation. They were condemned of something they had done. You know, it is like being told by a, by a, a person, you are good. And then, but, if you are told you are good, but for nothing, <laughs> you are good, but you, 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 you need to be careful. You need a person to finish the sentence to know good for what. If you are good for nothing, then you are not good. 
It started with commendation, and now we come to condemnation. I have this against you. You have forsaken your first love. And America, you are blessed. You send missionaries to Kenya. You send missionaries to Africa. They reached out to us, and you are to be commended for that. But what is happening in America now? Do we need Africans to come and remind you of your love? Probably so. Because people are throwing God, they are putting God aside, putting him aside. They don't want anything to do. I was surprised when we went to do, for door to door in Butte Valley. And people, you knock the doors and they just say, no, I don't know and that. And others would claim that they were atheists. Others told us they were religious. But the Bible says, when Jesus was telling to the disciples, he talked talk to the Pharisees, he told, he told the disciples, if your righteousness does not surpass the one of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will not go to heaven. You will not pass that test. And we need to be more than what we say. You know, we are a lot of talk. We tell God so many things. Oh, we, we sing songs. You are the love of my life. I will not trade you for silver, oh God. You are my everything. We sing all to Jesus. I surrender. I surrender all. And some things we are holding. We have our idols there. Not all to Jesus. Some to Jesus we surrender. And we need to pull up our socks and know that God is there. He is watching. And it will not matter whether you are from Kenya or from America. During judgment, we'll stand before God. Condemnation. I have this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Jesus had not become their passion. They didn't have intimacy with Jesus. Many people are too busy. They don't read the Bible. They are not, they, they don't want to meet together. The Bible says, and let us consider we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give a meeting together. And some are in the habit of doing. Are you among the some who are in the habit of not meeting together? But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. The Bible says, Joshua was told, do not let this book of the law, in Joshua chapter 1, verse, nine, verse 8, told, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. How many times do we read the Bible? Do we create time even to read the Bible? Do we create time to pray? Do we create time? to do all, all that pertains God. Oh, we are busy. We wake up on Monday and everyone is busy, busy, busy. I want to work, oh, I want to get this and this and this. And it is a shame. We spend a lot of time eating, we spend a lot of time doing some things, programs in the church, which will never take people anywhere. We need to preach the word of God. We need to reach out. We need to utilize every opportunity to seize every opportunity God gives us to reach out to the people. We need to use our wealth to reach out the, to the people, not to use people to get wealth. Jesus used his wealth to reach out 
to people. He never used people to get wealth. They needed to remember the first love they had for God. And for some, you need to remember when you first got saved. You used to sing in the choir. What happened? You, you used to lead worship. Others even, they say, I, I used to play keyboard. I used to play piano. You used. What happened? Why are you not playing today? We need to remember where we are fallen. They needed to remember the first love they had for God. That is the condemnation. Commendation, condemnation, and now we come to exhortation. And it has three elements. Remember, repeat, repent, and repeat. Remember, repent, repeat. Do you remember how you used to serve the Lord? How you used to give? It is, the it is like the first love you had with your wife. When you got married, you were there. When you are leaving to go for, for maybe somewhere, you used to open the door for her to go through. You used to open the car door for her to get in. But nowadays, now, you'll be just there honking. Hurry up! You need to go! <laughs> and for some, maybe you cannot remember. Like a man, the wife complained and said, Honey, I know you don't love me. You don't tell me that you love me. And the, the man said, you know that I love you. If I change my mind, I will let you know. <laughs> and another one was seen by the wife looking and just staring at the marriage certificate, the one they give. And the guy was there staring at that certificate of marriage. And the wife asked, what are you doing? You have spent like 30 minutes staring at that thing. The man said, I was looking for the expiry date. <laughs> and maybe sometimes we do that to God. We say we love Jesus, we say we are okay, but we hardly spend time. We hardly spend time with him. We are too busy. And if we will change our mind, we will let him know. We are taught to remember and to repent and to repeat. To do fast works over again. 
to do fast works over again. How you used to do, how you used to sing, how you used to play, how you used to want to serve God. You know, serving God is not just, God does not you, want you just to give money and, and that's all you know, I have done my part. And some people will think like, when they come to church and they have attended just a service, now, God, I have done um, my part. Now, leave me alone. This week I'm busy, I'll be doing this and this and this and that. And that doesn't go like that. If you love your wife, you want to spend time with him with her. If you love someone, you say, I always love you. I, I love you. You want to spend time with her. You want, if you love your husband, you want to spend time with him. If we claim to love God, we'll spend time with him. We'll give. Because you cannot love without giving. But you can give without loving. And we are told, repeat, do your first works again. And then it ends with motivation. God was not through with them. And, and we need to make t-shirts and then write, you are under construction. Make an emblem here and say, under construction. God is not through with me yet. The word motivation is in verse 7. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If you have hear what the Spirit is saying. You know, God does not just send his word for the sake of sending it. It will accomplish everything he wants it to accomplish. God is faithful. He is always faithful. Regardless of our unfaithfulness, he remains faithful. Even when we are faithless, even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Lamentation says, because of his great masses, we are not consumed. For his masses are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The Bible says, God is not a man to lie. Or a son of man to change his mind. Numbers. He promises and he fulfills. And we need the word of God. We need every time we wake up. To put God first. In our plans. In everything. God the Bible says. Many are plans in man's heart. But it is God's will and purpose. Which prevails. You can plan, you can plan and plan and plan. But if it is not God's will, <laughs> it will not prevail. We need to go back. Go back to the crossroads. And then we hear a voice saying, this is the way. America, you need to wake up. You, want, you need to stand for something. You need to stand for God. You need to say no to some of the things. No wonder you, you find the Bibles are not in the public schools. In Kenya, that is not the case. <coughs> we go out, we reach out. The Bibles we read, people are doing CRE, Christian religious education. But here, what happened? You are the one who are sending missionaries to Kenya. 
what happened? Maybe somewhere you relaxed. And your priorities were misplaced. Misplaced priorities. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. It is not about me. It is not about Kenya. It is not about America. It is about Jesus. And anything God tells you to do, do. Don't argue. God is not telling you. Come, we make a deal. He is telling you this is the deal. <laughs> he doesn't tell, come, we, you know, we can compromise here and all that. No, he's telling you this is the deal. He told Joshua that. He told Joshua in chapter 1, Joshua chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, he told, no one will be, do not be, do not, do not fear. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And Joshua was there in crisis of belief. And sometimes God will tell us to do things and we are in this crisis of belief. We don't know, <laughs> can I handle this? But God is not telling you, you are the one to handle. He tells you, I'll direct you and I'll do that in you. I'm the one who will fight for you, not you to fight for me. Because he doesn't want that. He wants, David is saying, even though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death. It is walking, thank God, it is walking. David did not write and say, even though I stay in the valley. It is even though I walk. So it means you are walking and you are passing. When you fall down, get up and move. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we bow before you, Lord. We thank you because you remain faithful even when we are <laughs> faithless. Lord, many a times, Lord, we cannot even remember uh, where we fallen. And it is hard with that admonition. Lord, may we, may you open our eyes so that we'll be always seeing the wonderful things that you do. And the opportunities you give for us to serve you and to work for you. And it is not about even the service in the church. It is not about our suffering. But if we have forget or forgotten the first love, we'll not be able to accomplish a lot. Help us to reach out to the lost. Help us not to have misplaced priorities, but to surrender all to you to accomplish great things for you. Be glorified in everything. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you.